The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This with Leanne podcast and are for purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Sneezes, coughs, droopy and tired looking eyes are all signs of some sort of infection is taking a hold of your body. Signs of a very good weekend, that's what that is. That just, there's something about when I, when, you know, when we start not talking to you, because immediately I thought... Or that could just be after too many drinks, and then you go and say it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I bring out the best in Leanne Phillips and man, don't oh, I? Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> well, in thinking that it's more viral than booze, mm. it just doesn't feel good. It slows you down, it makes you stop when you don't want to, or even take medicine so you can just keep on going. But there's no denying it. Being sick well, it sucks. What is it about the couch, a blanket, comfort food, and the TV remote that we that we gravitate towards as opposed to doing some gentle exercise, some meditating, some cooking up, some nourishing broth for soup laden with garlic that isn't top of mind for most of us? Now, we could debate that for a while, but instead, let's look at what you can do to avoid, to lessen the duration and the severity, and support your immunity to get through whatever may come at you. Now, we've talked about immunity in episodes 14 and 19 in the past, and inflammation in the episode uh, 67 with Dr. B. And inflammation and immunity are inseparable when it comes to health. I'm not exactly sure that we've really hit home on that in the past, and it needs to be discussed for living your very, very best life. Now, as we record this, winter is coming. And no matter where you are in the world, it's it's pretty typical for flu season to rear its ugly head along with the colds and various named viruses that will continue to circulate. In a continued effort to keep you up to date with how to look after yourself, make informed choices, feel great. Today on Eat This with Leanne, let's power up your immunity while reducing inflammation. Not only to avoid all that's coming at you, but to avoid the diseases that are associated with inflammation as a bonus to all your efforts. You have to imagine that the fact that we've been cooped up for three years has to play a part in what's happening right now. Like flu season is flu season. I get all of that. And it's going to happen every year. People are going to get cold as the weather turns, that, that kind of thing. Yep. But the the fact that we've been just in a box, locked away, away from each other, away from all of the, the wonderful immunity that just comes from your body healing itself, yeah, uh, that has to play a part in this. I actually think that the biggest impact of this is going to be for children. Children, when they get sick, up until the age of seven, you have something called innate immunity. And... It all stems from the gut. And basically, up until the age of seven, 
kids, as soon as they get anything, the mucus flows. Mm. The body knows how to create fever, create mucus, which we'll get into a little bit more later, um, in order to build that immune army and have it not be like hypersensitive, driving towards allergy or um, um, autoimmune disease. And those first years, and anyone who's out there who's a parent knows how sick kids get in their first, like what, three, four, five, six, even seven years. After seven years of age, then we create the lock and key. So when you get a flu, let's say, and then a flu comes around again, you're not going to get it because you have the lock and key. The, the, the body says, hey, I see it. I'm going to use the, you know, the lock for this one and, and we're going to fight it. We've already been there. We've done it. So what's happening now is all these different strains and evolutions because no virus stays the same, right? It's always changing. So there's a certain amount of our immunity. So, you know, in the times of COVID, well, I've had COVID, so now I've got antibodies. And then they're like, well, no, that doesn't do anything for you. So we're really talking about two different immune systems that shift around the age of seven. And you know, what's going to happen with these kids as they get older who did not have those immune challenges where what you're talking about, Chris, where the immune system has just not been put through its paces. Because when I really focus on families and children with my Sprout Right business, I would say to parents, I know it sucks. I know no one is getting any sleep, but if there's one little ounce of, you know, of goodness that's coming out of this is your kid's immune system is getting stronger. Now we don't want anybody to be sick, and we and really, what I call a, a a strong immune system is that you you get a virus and you deal with it, and nothing moves into what's called a secondary or a bacterial infection where you get the itis, the sinusitis, the 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 bronchitis, the you know those kind of things which then need the antibiotics because your body's not fighting it. So if we can just contain everything and leave it there and let the immune system work through its ways and and all of that, that is a beautiful thing because that's what your immune system is supposed to do and that's that's the processes of your body. So I love that you brought this up because yes, as we've all been cooped up, our immune system has not been it is an army. Your immune system is an army and you know, and, and it's a battalion. There are so many pieces and parts to it that all have their job to do. And when they're not being put through their paces, do they get lazy? I don't know that they've done any particular research on that, but that's what springs to mind as you say that, Chris, because it's the kid's innate immune system that needs to fight, fight, fight. And then it flips um, to what we all have as adults now, more of that lock and key type uh, situation going on. Wow. That is interesting. I always thought the those parties that my mother used to tell me about the the measles parties and the yep. chicken pox part. I always thought that was a wives' tale. I said you're out of your mind if yep. you think parents are going to allow other kids to come over just to catch chicken pox. There's mm-hmm. no chance parents are doing that now. I don't think so. You know, there's vaccines against all of those, and I mean that's a whole other conversation right, because right, right, right. does it actually stop you from getting chicken pox for the whole of your life? No, nope. You have to gotta have boosters. There's all sorts of different things that you know that are underlying with that one. We should get Dr. B to talk on that one. That would be a fascinating episode. Um, but really, 
the controlled way of saying I'm going to, you know, and if you're not immune compromised and you're not a child who's, um, well, for instance, my, my second daughter, uh, she was teething like insane, like four teeth at the same time. And somehow, whether it was because of the teething, teething is actually an, an immune episode for, for babies and children. Mm-hmm. Skin goes crazy, they'll get sick, their nose runs, right? Like as soon as any immune thing happens, their nose runs. It's mucus everywhere. Got to get the nose sucker out, all of that kind of stuff. So in, in Hadley's case, she was teething four top teeth at the same time and got chicken pox Ooh. at nine months old, nine months or 18 months, somewhere around there. It's a bit blurry, all of those dates. (laughs) She had it so bad because the immune system was busy dealing with the teeth and then also had to deal with the virus. My other daughter, she just, she got it because her sister had it, but not as bad. Is that because of genetics? Don't know, possibly. But I absolutely know at the time that Hadley's immune system was working it the hardest that it probably ever has had to. Mm. Fevers come with the teeth because the immune system is like, there's something going on in the mouth. There's inflammation. There's something trying to poke (laughs) through. It does, the immune system does not care. It sees it as a challenge. It's an immune challenge. So yeah, I mean, that was just hell. Let's let's hope that the immune system isn't part of a union because I mean, after a job like that, they'd be like, that's it. I'm taking the next eight weeks off. Quite. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Kind of in the vein that your immune system is in an is an army. It just it works around the clock as your body's defense against infections, trauma, anything that's coming at it. And like I said, the teeth, the teeth coming into the mouth, poking through the gums, that is seen as like, you know, trauma, trauma to the body. The army, well, it is your immune system made up of the cells that act like, you know, these levels of the army battalion. As I said, it's got filtering stations called your lymph glands, highways of garbage disposal, which is all of your lymph system that actually doesn't have its own pump. And then also it has its own cleanup crews. So it really sends out the street sweepers after you've had something. Now, how do you know if your immune system is actually on high alert? Sometimes you feel it, your lymph glands will swell up and it's not only under your chin. You felt that before, right? Like under your chin or just sort of in your neck, you can run your fingers lightly along them. And if they're just feeling a little more golf ballish, you know that something's going on. But also you've got lymph glands in your armpits and even in your groin and they're bigger clusters. So you can actually get swelling in those areas too. If you're fighting something, you can start to notice symptoms like scratchy throat, sneezes, stuffy nose, aches, fevers, chills, cough, and you are tired because the immune army is busy. Sometimes you can feel it coming and other times it just like hits you like a Mack truck. Now, while I'm talking about viruses here, I also want to be really clear that inflammation in your body drives that crappiness that you feel, that tired, that achy, that, oh God, can you just rub my back? Oh no, now it's the back of my leg and now my foot and like everything hurts. The inflammatory response happens when tissues are injured by bacteria or trauma, like the teeth, toxins, heat, if you get burned, or even a food that your body deems harmful, as in in the case of allergy. Now, the army and the soldiers are trying to surround and contain whatever it is so that it doesn't really travel to the rest of your body. And those assaulted or damaged cells, well, they release chemicals that include histamine, 
bradykinin and prostaglandins. Now, these are our natural body chemicals and what cause your blood vessels to leak fluid into the tissues and presto, you've got swelling and pain. The body is just an amazing machine and everything that I've just talked about needs the right vitamins, the right minerals, the right good bugs in your gut, antioxidants, proteins, fiber, and if they're not there, it's going to struggle. If your immune system and its ability to quell this information in your body are somehow impaired or even just burnt out, like it's just tired with all that it has to do, and, and it being tired from all that it has to do, I'm talking more about you're eating those foods over and over and over again that your body just doesn't like. But I'm going to walk you through how to start to figure that out shortly. Well, that's when you start to head towards, with all this inflammation going on, you head towards illness like heart disease, cancer, obesity, dementia, as well as arthritis, autoimmune disease, which is actually when your immune system is attacking itself. They've got allergies in this situation, digestive disorders, and on the outside is when you start to see premature aging. Inflammation, it's like, it's like this double-edged sword because we need it to survive and it's imperative that the immune system bring the army to try and capture what it perceives as an attack. But inflammation is also at the root of disease. So while you're here to hear about how to power up your immunity for the case of cold flus and all that kind of stuff, know that everything that I'm talking about here is also to help prevent disease that none of us really want to deal with. So let's talk through some of the ways to help this inflammation and just bolster your immune system so it doesn't get completely burnt out. So when was the last time that you ever wrote a food diary to realize what you're consuming for over like two or three days? Oh, you're not talking to me. Chris, you're obviously Chris not laughing. Talk. No, he's shaking no, his head. No, he's like, never, never. Not going to happen. Uh-uh. No. I, might, I might write a text to my wife to say, here's what I feel like for dinner. Uh, that's about as close <laughs> to a food diary. Uh, that I've ever written before. Yeah, never. But would you? If I was in a, a state of 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 pain and discomfort on a consistent right. basis. And there are lots of people, including my wife, who are out yes. there who are in a cons- consistent state of discomfort. Oh, yes. and, and it often it's, comes down to that food. That motivates. I mean, that's, yep. that's, that's it. That's all. I mean, you can look into other things and other aspects of life, but it usually comes back to what we put in our body, period. Right. Definitely. Well, I do know that it's not at the top of most people's to-do list. (laughs) However, it can help you realize a lot of things. Yeah, we make lists all the time. We do. We write write stuff down or we text stuff or we we note stuff all the time. It just we don't do it when it comes to our meals. Not unless you're, you know, seeing me as a, as a one-on-one client, then I ask you to do that. Right. And people are like, oh my God, I don't want to show you what I, what I'm eating. The I say, shame, no, no but I, but I can't, I can't take anyone anywhere unless I know where they're starting and that's where I meet them at. So anyway, that's a whole other, whole other aside. Now, keeping this food diary can actually, well, it just, it helps you to realize that maybe that fast sandwich that you had at your desk or you hit the drive through once again, then, then, you know, your belly blew up <laughs> and you could have used the intestinal gas that's coming out of you to repel you all the way home that, you know, after you've eaten those food, your foods, your gut actually isn't happy. And when you write those things down is when you can start to make the connection. 
And that leads on, leads into understanding a situation that that's called leaky gut. Now, this situation, I heard it explained on someone else's podcast, which I, I thought was just a great way I, I of, of describing it. I've always talked about taking a whole punch to your um to your garden hose. Mm -hmm. If you imagine that your garden hose, um, someone else described it as if you have holes in your um, coffee filter mm -hmm. and the coffee is getting through into your drink. So that's like, that's kind of like a really great visual of leaky gut, which are actually microscopic holes in your intestinal wall. Now those holes allow for undigested food particles, bacteria, E. coli, all the stuff that you don't want in your bloodstream to pass through into it. And then what happens when it does because you've got leaky gut? Well, the immune army is like, hey, hey, what do we got here? I don't want that. And then it does exactly what it's supposed to do, capture and contain. So first, so you understand where the hell does leaky gut come from? <laughs> it's from taking medicines. It's just from life, basically, but it's from taking medicines, drinking alcohol on a regular basis, eating nutrient void foods. Yes, anything that's white or in a package, a box or has a barcode. From stress. I know we're all under stress. And eating foods that you're sensitive to, most commonly dairy, gluten, eggs, and corn, are, those are the most likely culprits that people have issues with. And when you give your, your body some time away from from these foods and focus on healing your leaky gut, then that can ease the load on your immune army. Your immune system is not always dealing with your last meal and responding with inflammation. Now that food diary helps you to realize the foods that you just don't feel great after eating. And it's also not right after you swallow. So when you write it down, cause I don't know, like if you're like me, it's like, what did I have for breakfast? If somebody asks me at dinner, sometimes I think I have no idea. I just did it. I wasn't even thinking about it. So you intentionally write this down. And when you do that, you can actually track back because if you've got gas pain, which you think, okay, well, that's not good. And I'll come on to more about your microbiome shortly. But that gas pain, if it's digestive, you actually also need to ask the question or answer these questions. Is the pain above your belly button or below your belly button? And how long is it after you ate? If it's in your stomach, so let's say you've just had some sushi and you feel nauseous because there's something odd in the sushi. Well, that is immediate. That's still in your stomach. That's above your belly button. If it's below, typically you've got gas, bloating, you're kind of like, Ugh, you know, I'm not really feeling so great. And, and, and it's towards the end of the day. I mean, that's more likely 12 to 24 hours of, of it's likely up to 24 hours ago of what you ate because it's further down in your digestive system. Now, the only way to know how long it takes to get from mouth to toilet is to like swallow a handful of corn. And then that's how you check your transit time. Once you've done that, if you do that, it's corn season here in Canada. So you can also just be like, oh, wow, there we go. How long, when did I eat corn? Oh my gosh, three days later, super short transit time. You are not clearing through your bowels quickly enough at all. So go drink a whole bunch more water and let's have a conversation. But understanding where in your body this happens also can contribute to this situation. So you can track and find the offending foods, replace them with a dairy-free option, a gluten-free option. It's not hard to do to find these substitutes. And then also as you're tracking, look out for the effects of sugar. 
Now, not from fruit, that's something else, juice, yes, but more of those packaged foods, the candy, the chocolate, the cookies, the muffins, the starch and heavy foods like your pasta, your white bread, your morning muffin that you think, oh yeah, I'll just grab that on my way to work. Well, all of that is made from white flour and really just acts like sugar. Next up, I want you to do a gut check. How does the bathroom smell after you've had a bowel movement? <laughs> do you leave a smelly gas bomb before maybe you walk out of the kitchen? Maybe you're heading out of your office cubicle or maybe you're moving along an aisle in the supermarket. You would think after three years of doing this with you, I still wouldn't giggle when you talk about gas. Who? Right? Yeah. You'd think that I, I would pat well past that. I think it's something in my DNA. <laughs> it, could, it could be. But when you said when you said gut check, I immediately looked down. Did you? Yep. Yeah, immediately. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, looks yeah. good. I think when we talked about what was it, high blood pressure, I actually asked you to look down to see if you could see your see your toes. And I had no <laughs> idea was, what was on that my was feet. questionable. <laughs> so not good. I couldn't That's tell you past the gut. This time we're stopping at the gut. <laughs> couldn't tell you what color socks I was wearing. Yeah, exactly. That's a bad day. <laughs> yeah, not a not a good not a good one. I had a double double and a muffin that morning. That's probably explains it. That'll do it. Yeah, not good. <laughs> I don't want to know about that. Oh my, really? No, please don't. No. Okay, moving on. Now, poo. It doesn't smell like roses, but if the fan needs to go on the bath on in the bathroom with the door closed before anyone else to enter, it's time. It's time, people, to get rid of the sugar, the processed food that muffin and double double crisps just mentioned, and. Seriously, do an about face with your food choices. Just rip that Band-Aid off. Come on, lovely loyal listeners, you can do it. Yes, taking my BioBoost, for instance, from my Take This by Leanne uh, line, sure, that can help. But no amount of supplements is going to make up for a crappy diet. Now, in the situation of the of you know, the smelliness going on, the inconsistent bowel movements, all of that kind of stuff. Like there's just so much going on in there and I've got an affinity for gut health. So I do talk about this a lot with my clients. If your gut's not right, then everything else is not right. Now, when you take a probiotic, it is helpful. It's not going to make up for it, but it's a damn good thing to do every single day. Now, depending on the supplement that you take, depending on the strains, well, how much you're going to take. But if you're starting with BioBoost, for instance, you can start with what's called a flush. I'll share that whole protocol over in the notes on SproutRight.com. And you can also add in some garlic, which is antiviral, antibacterial. It'll kill off some of those bad bugs in your gut that's making your gas and your stool smelly and the bathroom and everything else that's going on. So that garlic, it's not only excellent for immunity, like I said, but it kills off those bad bugs. If garlic isn't your thing, olive leaf extract, berberine, artemisia intrinsic, all of those are Physica products. You'll find them over on spurtright.com. And you can also check out Nat Colon Clear, which is another, that's a pill versus a liquid. And all of those really, really help to kill off the bad bugs, the fungus that's, you know, giving you sinusitis, it's giving you UTIs, it's giving you those candida type situations, the fungus that goes on in there, which is also a bad bug. So all of that can help because candida is also suppressing your immune system, your immune system, your immune army always has to be 
fighting that to keep it contained. It will keep whatever it needs to contained, but there's only so much one army can do. Now the vitamins A, C, E, zinc, magnesium, selenium, and all the superfoods that you can possibly eat from bright colors, like from plums, berries, goji berries, and even beets. Well, all of those need to be in you every single day. You'll find all of those if you want a cheats version until you get there to be able to eat them all. You can get Kid Boost or Skin Boost Superfood Powder. That's another one of my products that uh, my supplements that I take every single day. And also into your diet, you add in herbs and spices, veggies and fruits. Turmeric is incredibly anti-inflammatory. Now that can be a root that goes in tea or gets grated into anything that you're making. It could be a spice that's going into a particular recipe. You can also take it in a capsule, which is also on, on sparkright.com. Then there's rosemary, garlic, onions, prebiotic type foods, chicory root, dandelion uh, greens, Jerusalem artichokes, even bananas, asparagus, ginger, garlic, quercetin which is so anti-inflammatory and also antihistamine. Remember that your cells release histamine, which creates the inflammation? Well, quercetin itself is antihistamine. You find that in onions and leeks and everything from the onion family, including garlic. Vitamin A, so important for the mucous membranes. What your mucous membranes are, number one is your lungs and then also your gut, of course. Now that comes from eating really clean, liver. That's your number one source of it. Not many people out there eating liver, but if you have a source of where you're getting um, grass-fed beef from or a particular butcher, you can order it online and you're not a lover of liver, then I have grated it into pasta sauce before just to give it a boost and no one knows that it's there. Like I said, those prebiotic foods, but also probiotic foods like kefir, plain yogurt, sauerkraut, miso, natto, kemp, uh, tempeh, kimchi, they're all good to feed the good bugs in your gut. Moving on to protein. Now, all the foods are really important, but protein is a must because it gives your cells those building blocks as well as fuels the immune army with all that they need, particularly when you're sick. You need those, those building blocks, those components of uh, of protein to support your immune system. It's the immunoglobulins, the antibodies, all that, that part of the army, like I said, the battalion that I keep talking about needs protein. Protein mal malnutrition, if you can believe it, can actually happen to anyone. When you're going for more of the comfort foods, you're not really thinking about what you're putting in your mouth when you're on the couch with the remote under the blanket. Now, because you're just going to go grab a bag of something that you think is going to make you feel better, a box or something that has a barcode on it, or maybe you're eating a more plant-based diet. Not a bad thing. However, you've just got to get the protein in. So that can look like lentils nut and seed butters super quick. Before I came into the closet to record today, I just had a spoonful of almond butter and half a banana. 
because I was peckish and I thought, okay, I'm going to do that just as I come in. Beans, they're also fantastic, a little lower on the protein. So you do need to consume a little bit more, but if it's in a hummus or in, in, I don't know, a burrito type thing, it's all good. Any of the grass-fed animal products, those are your best case scenario. Clean fish that's checked for toxicity is awesome. Like start to research boxes that will be delivered to your home if you can't get out to a farm or speak to a farmer um, at a farmer's market where I go every single week. I can talk to somebody and then go pick up a box and I know where it's coming from. And it's also really, really great to support local. Now, vitamin D3, this actually has its own episode with all the benefits, but know that vitamin D3 alone can be your number one defense. Head back to episode 59 um, and also order my Sunshine D3 K2 liposome spray to maximize absorption. There's lots of products out there. Get whatever, whichever one it is that you want, but just take it and take the two together. The D3 plus the K2 really helps that D to get into the parking spots, what are called the receptor sites of where it needs to be to be able to do what it's supposed to. Moving on to one of the unsung heroes of vitamins is vitamin C. It's just not really like a sexy one that's been in the news lately like vitamin D, right? But still, please take it daily. It goes into my drink, into my Kid Boost every day. Alka-C, again, is one of my products. And I know I'm talking about my products, but this is why I made them. I made them to be foundational for all of my clients, my listeners, and everybody so that you get these into you in an easy way every single day. And, you know, the time, the blood, sweat, and tears that went into creating this line. Yes, I'm going to talk about my own stuff, my own take this by Leanne, because I know what's in it. And I've seen it work over the years of giving this to my clients. Now, the Alka-C, it's got extra minerals like zinc and selenium and even magnesium that I talked about. So it makes it a great one-stop shop. Now, please know that taking vitamin C doesn't necessarily stop you from getting sick. Now, this is according to a study from Guelph University, fairly local to us here in uh, in Toronto, but it does help to lessen the severity and the duration. So if you get sick, you might be sick for a day instead of five or have your immune army stop the potential to move from a bacterial and move from a viral infection to a bacterial infection. Like I said earlier, when you get sinusitis or a chest infection or bronchitis, that's when all the itises come, come up. And in the end, you got to go to antibiotics because your immune system is not keeping up. It's just too overwhelmed. Vitamin C helps at every single stage. And remember that a sign of a strong immune system isn't necessarily that you don't get sick, but that it resolves itself without getting into something secondary. I remember recently, Chris, someone said to me, oh, have you had COVID, Leanne? And I said, yeah, I have. I actually had it really badly. He's like, really? You? Like it was sort of almost like a judgmental type of thing. And I said, yeah. yeah. I'm human. I've got all the cells. Guess all that is broccoli not. isn't really working for you, is it, Leanne? <laughs> well, that's where, exactly, right? It's like, well, what have you been eating or not yeah, eating, exactly, Leanne? Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. But I am not immune to viruses, just mm-hmm. like anyone else on the planet. We realize that now, even if you're trying to minimize everything. But that's where the beauty of 
you know, understanding my DNA comes from that we talked about in episode 101 and 111 is that I know that my body will, my immune system is just going to go that bit more nuts, especially with the, with the histamine response. And therefore I feel like crap when I get sick, especially with a virus like COVID. So that was me. What happens to anybody else? I don't know. Did I get a secondary infection? No, I did not. I processed through kept it all in check. And then off I went after that, just like everyone did. Don't have long COVID either. So took a couple of weeks and then I'm all right. Is is it possible for vitamin C to go bad? I I would imagine that everyone, maybe not everyone, Mm. but a lot of people have an old bottle of vitamin C sitting in the back of of the cupboard somewhere Yeah, that they probably fed their kids when they were young because they were being astute moms and dads and parents out there. Yeah. Uh, and they still have the same bottle sitting in the back of the cupboard. <laughs> Is it yeah. better just to chuck that bottle? Because it probably isn't a great form of vitamin C to begin with. There's a couple of things. So it may not be a great form of vitamin C. So um, in different forms, if you take larger doses, then you'll get diarrhea. Sometimes that, well, the buffered form, which is in Alka-C, means that you can take more without having that uh, okay. side effect. And that's right. really the only side effect of taking too much vitamin C is you're going to clear your bowels. Some people are like, woohoo, great. I don't need to <laughs> drink my coffee every morning. I'll just take more vitamin C and then, you know, I'll heal everything in my body at the same time. It's like, okay, if that's the way you got to do it for now, we'll deal with all the rest later. But the other thing is, is if it's been in the back of the cupboard, is its potency is lost. Mm. So it's not like that. It's not that best. Bef- it's like at that best before date that okay. we've had had a conversation about the best before is is if you if you don't use it within something like it's like three years of opening it's actually a fairly long time then you can take it but just don't guarantee that you've got 500 milligrams or a thousand milligrams in it at all so knowing that actually somebody just asked me that the other day about something like artemisia oh it's in the back of my cupboard but it's from 2018 can i still take it and i said well you can but kind of why would you Really, if you're trying to deal with a particular situation, if you're taking it for the gut bugs, you just want to get rid of them. So get something that's not, you know, five years old. So that's what I that's what I would recommend, really. Okay. Because if you if you have an adverse reaction, is it because it's old? Is it because it's the product or what? Just makes more questions in my mind. If you haven't already, you've also got to get some mushrooms into you. In case you haven't noticed, I've gone a little mushroom-tastic with pretty much everything. My daughter said that the other day. She's like, Mom, you're just mushroom everything. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. Because here on Eat This with Leanne in episodes 131, then in 132, and then again in 134. At this point. We talked about. Mushrooms. At this point, Leanne's walking down the street and little kids are looking at her going, that's the mushroom lady. Look, mom, it's the mushroom lady. Right? Yes. (laughs) People are like, would you stop talking about mushrooms? Like, nope, I'm not going to stop talking about mushrooms because they're so powerful. I buy them every week. I eat them daily. I'm growing my own. You should see my lion's mane, Chris. It's hilarious. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Only you would find lion's mane funny. It's right? hilarious. What do you mean? It told you a joke? What do you mean your lion's mane is is? <laughs> well, just how it's grown out of this bag and got to spray it so that it's in a moist, oh, you know, moist right. environment. I'm actually growing the I, damn mushroom. Right, you're growing your own. Well, okay, I'm maybe growing my own. Yeah, at some point you're gonna get your hair cut. You're gonna start looking like one. Right, <laughs> crazy. Anyway. 
talking about lion's mane, it's incredible, not only for your brain, but also your immune system. Then you've got chaga, you've got cordyceps, turkey tail, amazing antioxidants, anti-cancer, really super, super useful in the cancer treatment as well. Uh, you've got reishi, shiitake, mataki. You've got so many different types. Head back and listen to all of those episodes just so that you get the specifics on each of them. I had to do a part one and part two because there's so many mushrooms and we didn't even talk about all of them anyway. So you can take them in a tincture like I do. Uh, I've got one chaga in the morning. Uh, I've got that one from giddyo.com, I think it is, or .ca. Sorry, I didn't have that in the notes. And then also powders, cap you can do anything, but really making sure, go with listen to those episodes. I break it down more. Um, but also eating the actual real thing because Dr. Brockenshire broke that one down for us. For all those people out there that are not losing weight, he said it comes down to your gut and your microbiome. And the best way to sort out your gut and your microbiome is go eat the mushrooms. Now, I know how hard it is to pull off homemade foods. I'm telling you not to buy the bag, the box, or anything with a barcode. And also not rely on sugar as your fuel to just get you through the day. Now, we're heading into Halloween season. Who out there, depending on when you're listening to this, you can you can relate if it's not happening right now. You go buy the Halloween candies, you stick them in the cupboard, and then they call your name. Then you go have one. Then you have two. Then you have three. And all of a sudden you've eaten like two bars worth and it feels like you've got, you haven't eaten much because they're little, the little baby candies that you just think, oh yeah, well, all of that sugar at this time of year in October, then we just kind of truck right through until the holiday season over Christmas, way more sugar, way more crappy foods that you probably wouldn't have just because you're doing all the traditions. We do the same thing. And of course, this is the perfect flu season. Now, making homemade foods and really cooking, getting in your kitchen and making these foods that I really, uh, I'm going to give you recipes. I'm going to try and make it easy for you to do. It's an evolution. Don't think that, oh my God, I've got to clear the decks. I've got to cancel all my, my, um, my happenings on the weekend so that I can cook. Uh-uh. You're never going to stick to it. It's an evolution. I do this every every week and actually just notice that, wow, this has really become a habit. Every Sunday, maybe in the afternoon or after dinner, I'm in the kitchen. And, you know, I'm not saying this lightly because I do believe if I can do it, I do think that you can do too. I've got kids, teenagers, I've got a full-time job, I've got this podcast, I've got clients trying to have some sort of social life and rest at some times. So I do squeeze it in. Now, going for me, going to my local market, it's a priority. And then, like I said, on the Sunday, I spend a couple of hours making meals for the week. I fry up my mushrooms. I make a whole bunch of eggs. They go back into the fridge. I make up my salads. All my greens go into a, a nice big container. And then everything else goes in. And then I've got my salads made for three of my working uh, in the office days and it's great. And then at home, when I'm working at home, I just go pull out all the containers and then throw something together in a nice big bowl, add in my black garlic for my immune system. And it's a beautiful thing. And I've realized that this has just become a part of my routine. It just happens. I'm super quick at it. Now then throughout the week before I hop into bed, I make sure that I've got my breakfast ready, my containers ready so that when I get up in the morning, then I drink my pint of water with lemon in it. I've got all of my powders in a sealable cup that I do before. So I've got a sealable cup in it goes my, my kid boost or skin boost, my alka all of my mushrooms go into there. And then in the morning I add my collagen liquid 
and the liposome B complex and water and I mix it up, seal it up. And then I head out the door with all of my breakfast and my lunch, a full water bottle, and I'm off for the day. It's possible. Just find your own way and keep on trucking at it. Now, to finish off, well, not exactly finish off, I just want to run down a real quick list of what you can do when you feel like you're starting to get sick. You got that tingle in your nose, you're starting to get a bit stuffy, the scratchy throat. Get one of those, I call it a nose squish bottle. It's also called a neti pot or what do, what do you call it, Chris? Those little, those bottles that put water up through your, through your nasal passages. Uh, unnecessary is what I call them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's no yeah, way I'm shooting water up my nose. I hate it when that happens in the shower or when I'm in a swimming pool. So there's no way I'm doing awful, it, un- it intentionally. Well, the beauty of this, what I call the squish bottle, is that you control how fast it goes up there. So it doesn't actually get down into your throat and make you cough and splutter. It oh, actually really? rinse, rinses from one side to the other. So you're squeezing slowly water up into one nostril or pouring it if it's a neti pot. It rinses out that area of your sinuses and then it drips out the other nostril. So you do half the neti pot or the squish bottle on one side and go back to the other side. I know. It's crazy. Sounds like a party to me. (laughs) I had other plans this weekend, but now you've changed my mind. So the beauty of this is that you're rinsing out where there is potential viruses stuck and, you know, the mucus is stuck there, the the immune system's holding on to it, and then you can help the body to get rid of it. Now, when you use your squish bottle, you can also put in things like probiotics. Open up a capsule of probiotics of BioBoost and put it in there, and then you're populating your sinuses with with good bugs. And if you're someone that gets a lot of sinusitis or that's where you, what itis you go to after you've been sick, then put some golden seal into it and then squeeze that up your nose and then let it flow out the other side. It's a slight art to it and everybody has a gizmo or a a bottle type that they prefer, but putting something like that into it really is powerful. Next up, I want you to put on your Orion light or near infrared light. If like me, you jumped in and you got one, sit in front of that, that, uh, that light for 10 to 20 minutes. If you don't have one, find some sunshine, any opportunity, just get your body outside in sunshine um, and just sit there. Even if it's with a big parka on and you've got your face in full sunlight, it can help. While you're laying down or sitting with your uh, with your red light on, and you can find more information on. I can't even remember how many episodes. I'll put some notes in uh, Leanne, on leannephillipson.com if you want to look into this. This is the first time you're hearing of this. Then, while you're sitting there, put some castor oil all over your throat, over your chest to help support that immune action. Castor oil can really support your immunity. The um, deal with the inflammation. Ideally, there's heat on top of it, maybe from a hot water bottle. So you just sit there with the hot water bottle on it. You can just sit there with the red light on it if you've got one. And that really can support going to bed with castor oil on your throat, on your chest and on your back, especially if you've got a cough, can really help to drain your respiratory system. Next up is jump in a shower. A nice warm to hot kind of shower and then brace yourself and turn it to cold for as long as you can possibly stand without running out. Chris is already shaking his head. This is not his thing. You are out of your mind. You're just having fun torturing people. That's all you're doing. Go to bed all oily. Uh, Go sit out in the cold. Uh, Go jump in the nice warm shower and then turn it to cold. What are you are some kind of a weirdo. (laughs) 
There's no way if I'm if I okay listen if I'm feeling a little down a little rundown the last thing yeah. I want to do if I'm standing there right yes. in, in 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 what the good lord gave me I'm not turning it to ice cold mm. Like seriously If you did you would come out of the shower feeling better feeling incredible Every single time I do it, and I haven't been doing as much lately, but no. I got back into into it last week. Yeah, and it's hard, right? It's hard. You get out of bed, it's chilly. Uh, exactly. Get in the shower, Especially right? Like now. all of it. Yeah, and then you have to put it on. But it's a state of mind. I got to tell you, I'm just like you can't overthink it. If you give yourself <laughs> even three seconds of should I, shouldn't I, you're going to opt out. You are asking. Where, whereas and, if you just like crank that shower, yep. you put it on cold, you stand there. I I aim it right at my throat because that's where also where your thyroid is. So it's good for your metabolism and you blast it. Deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths because holy smokes, is it like, uh, it's shocking. Yeah. It's absolutely you, shocking. You're asking the uh, the organism on this planet with probably the most developed brain to not mm-hmm. think about it. You're asking yeah. them to shut everything off I am. and just whoop in one fell motion, off we go That's to cold. It. And in the shower, here's the issue yep. in the shower. It doesn't happen instantaneously, right? right? You turn it to cold, still there are those moments of it takes a moment. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Ah! Yeah. yeah. And if you're uber brave, it, it rains on top of your head. <laughs> but... You know, but, start with your legs. Start I, with your legs. Start yeah. with your knees. It is a you know, like where thing. whatever it is. Yeah, it, it is honestly a, is the yeah. hot cold for your immunity. Incredible. Now, if a bath is more your speed, we're talking about the shower here. Oh, then load it. that load <laughs> that bathtub. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm not telling you in a cold bathtub. Hang on, let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Load the bath up with Epsom salts, which is magnesium. Lay in the bath, get nice and warm, nice and hot, and then the cold shot of shower afterwards let the bath to run away whatever it is and then hit the cold okay it's honestly worth the discomfort you will feel amazing all right now next get into bed sleep if you're not getting enough sleep at nighttime huge study just came out five hours or less you're decreasing your chance or you're decre- you're increasing your chance of inflammation by i can't even remember the percentage so we all know sleep just go to sleep if you can't um i actually as i get into bed i'm still using my brain tap remember we talked about that with dr patrick porter in episode 129 and that is this brain entrainment thing Honestly, Chris, it's really, really good. Um, There's one on negative thoughts and a couple of times when I've been like feeling really crappy and it's from my thoughts, it's my body's fine. Then I put it on and I listen to that particular meditation and, um, and I do come out of it feeling much better, but there's so many different ones in there to listen to. If you don't have this, you can go head back to episode 129. You can try it out for two weeks as an app on your phone. You just use your regular headphones, or if you have none of that, just go to YouTube and put in meditation for when you're sick or anything or soothing meditation. And there are a bazillion of them on there. So listen to something soothing that guided meditation is really, really good great for, because we know Dr. Brockenshire has told us many times, your mind is as powerful as everything else that's going on in your body. 
Next up, do some yoga, go for a walk, get some sort of movement in. It can be short, but those lymphatics, remember that highway, that garbage disposal that I talked about, it needs to move and it doesn't have its own pump like your blood does with your heart. So to pump it around your body, clear out the garbage towards those garbage cans called your lymph glands, you've got to move and it does release some endorphins and can help you feel better. Now get out some of the broth, immune boosting soup from the recipes that I'm going to give you over on leannephillipson.com. Make it in advance of being sick, stick it in your freezer and then eat it at will. The, the meat broth, the recipe that I'm going to share with you or any bone broth that you can, uh, that you can get without too much flavoring. You got to make sure you get it from the butcher. So it's the real thing. It can actually studies show that it dispels or disperses or digests mucus in your body. So if you're still dealing, going through boxes of tissue, blowing your nose, coughing up a lung all the time, that's mucus. So the broth can help dispel and get rid of that. I also want you to eat more protein like an egg with sourdough toast. We always make um, boiled egg and soldiers. That's a very British thing to do, but that's a really comforting things to do. You can also crush a clove of garlic, mix it with butter and put it on that sourdough toast, broil for a few minutes and consume. Really great way to get garlic into you. You can also take a spoonful of raw honey or even manuka honey, which um, is especially good for sore throats. It has enzymes, proteins, nutrients all into it all in it. And it really, really helps. You can even add it to hot water with some lemon and ginger, and you've got an anti-inflammatory drink right there. All right. So all of that should have you armed, not only with your understanding of your immune system, but also some things of what to do if you feel like something is coming on. Now, you know that everything I've talked about today is not only about supporting your immune system from getting any kind of virus or cold or anything like that, but it's also for long-term health in decreasing inflammation. I'll share a couple of those soup recipes, like I said, over on leannephillipson.com so you can make them up and throw them into the freezer and pull them out when you need them. I'll include a delicious lentil dal recipe that has turmeric in it and um, all the beans, some greens and lentils go into that and then a really bright orange um, dal that goes along with it. And the immune boosting soup is super, super delicious. All those recipes are both, if you want to get them now, in my award-winning book, Sprout Right family food by myself so thanks so much for being along today i do hope that we get through this winter in you know in really good shape no matter what comes at us can't be as bad as a few years ago i'll definitely say that but you never know what's coming so take care of your health know that you can influence get that vitamin d that sunshine d3k2 you'll find that over on spiritright.com along i even have a whole immune boosting package you can just click on that one and it's all in there for you and then it'll turn up on your door head over to leannephillipson.com and spiritright.com for more information i'm talking about this stuff all the time you can also sign up for my newsletters rate review and share this episode because everybody needs to know how to take care of their immunity Thanks so much for being along. And as always, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. <laughs>